Welcome to Loki Convos with the JTI Peer Leadership Fellows. Hi, I'm Sophia. And I'm Lucy. Join us as we talk about topics that matter, current events, and ways that you can connect with our community. Jewish Teen Initiative at CJP connects, inspires, and empowers Jewish teens throughout Greater Boston and beyond. Learn how you can get connected and subscribe on JewishBostonTeens.com. We'll keep it low-key. Let's schmooze. Welcome to Low-Key Convos with the JTI Peer Leadership Fellows. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lucy. And today we're going to be talking about Purim and giving you all an update about our lives. I hope you're all doing well. We're so excited to film more content for you all. With Purim coming up from February 25th to 26th, we wanted to talk about Purim for a bit. And just in case you forgot or you didn't know, here's a recap on the Purim story. So Purim is the story of a Jewish woman named Esther who becomes the queen of Persia and has to reveal her Judaism to the king in order to save the Jewish people from a villain named Haman. But if you wanted a more detailed story of Purim and to hear the whole thing, then you can find that on our blog post. Also on our blog post, we're going to be having some recipes of our favorite hamantaschen. And hamantaschen, if you didn't know, are these like triangular like cookie things, but then inside they can have like jelly or anything. And they put them in baskets called chaloch manot, which can be given out during Purim. And it's like basically a kindness basket. And people put like candy, the hamantaschen, sometimes like little cards and they give them around. It's like tradition. My temple gives out the baskets, not this year, because with the pandemic and everything, that's a really difficult thing to do. But I know a lot of temples usually do them, and some people give them to their friends and their family. And it's just a really nice way to connect during Purim and these cold winter months if you're from New England like us. But my favorite hamantaschen flavors that come in the baskets or that people make during Purim are chocolate. I love the chocolate ones. What's your favorite flavor, Sophia? I think raspberry, but they're all pretty good. But Lucy's a picky eater, so like if she likes a flavor, like that's pretty good, but she's pretty picky. I actually like raspberries. I know it's a surprise, but I do. Lucy, so for Purim, you're supposed to be in a different country, but you're still here. Can you explain that situation? Yes. So I was actually supposed to be in Israel to celebrate Purim, which was super exciting, and I was all prepared to see what it's all about and what the hype is about. But to celebrate in Israel, to party it up in Israel, and you're still in the cold winter months here in Boston. Yes, that's correct. But it's all well and good because my trip was delayed. So I'm still heading to Israel pretty soon. Yay, that's so exciting. Yes, so I'm so excited. But unfortunately, I'm not there for Purim. I've heard so much about it, though, and in normal years when it's not a pandemic, I know that there's festivals and celebrations and all that good stuff, kind of like Mardi Gras in New Orleans, if you have ever been there or know what that's all about. Or like Halloween in a way, but like here. That's like a comparison I'd have if I was speaking to someone who didn't know what Perm was. I'd kind of say it's like Halloween, like you get dressed up, you have candy, like, but there's a meaning behind it back in the Torah. 
So it's not like we just party for nothing. It has a historical meaning. Yes. Yes, definitely. People like to dress up as their favorite characters from the stories. And I used to dress up as Queen Esther. I know when I would go to my like temple porn festivals. Oh, yeah. Classic. Every every like girl at some point, Jewish girl dressed up as Esther. Like, don't get me wrong. Every girl. Lucy, so how are you really feeling about still being here? Like, you hyped? Like, what's your life like while you're still here? Well, the truth is my trip was delayed like three times. So I'm pretty used to it at this point. I was kind of sad when it was delayed like a month, but I'm just lucky to get there. And I guess the saddest part was I quarantined and then I had to re-quarantine and then my trip was delayed. I have to quarantine again, but right now I'm technically out of quarantine. But you're still like being safe and cautious because you don't want to risk yeah. anything before you go. Well, of course, I entered a building for the first time besides my house and since before December break, which was actually wild. That's insane. Yeah, like Lucy and I usually will hang out every single time we're free, like every weekend. But ever since the end of December, so like since 2021, like we haven't really been seeing each other how we normally should because or like usually do. Because we, like, during quarantine or, like, when corona was kind of under control in our town, like, we'd only see each other because it was, like, we had our own, like, little safe bubble. But now it's totally different. Yes, but I'm excited. And it's kind of taught me a lot about pivoting and just dealing with new challenges because it's been a lot of reorganizing my schedule and kind of shifting plans. It's never the best, but I just feel so grateful to get to go to Israel and to get to study abroad, which is so exciting and we'll be giving a lot more stories and talking a lot more about that whole experience as it comes and as it gets closer. But it's funny to think that I would have been in Israel right now, but that's coming soon and I'm looking forward to it. Now I get to celebrate Passover there, which is a whole other experience and I'm sure we will tell you all about it. Yeah, so I actually celebrated Passover in Israel, but I was like nine or 10 at the time, but I still remember it. So I'm like really looking forward to what Lucy has to say about it because she's a lot older and will obviously have a different experience than I did, but still one of the best experiences to this day. So Lucy, should we tell all of our listeners the day you told me you were leaving? Yes. So if we're talking about Israel for a bit, here's a good story time. I had been like keeping it from Sophia that I was leaving and we spend a lot of time together and we do a lot of things together. But I was just scared that when I told her I was leaving, she was going to be really upset because, you know, being away for a couple months is a really big thing when you spend like every weekend with someone. So I'd been keeping it probably for over a month from you. I don't remember. But finally, I was like, okay, my brother, I have a brother, twin brother, who's also going. And he had started telling people and I was like, word gets around pretty quick. So if I don't tell Sophia, then she's going to hear from someone else. And that's going to be an even worse situation. So I was like, I just kind of have to bite the bullet and tell Sophia. So I called her and I'm like, want to go on a walk? Because that's like our favorite activity. <laughs> Yay, walking buddies. Yeah, we, we love going yeah. walk. So she came over and I, I told her I had something to tell her. So she thought like, oh, what could it be? Like, you know. I honestly thought she was like going to be like, I had the best like lunch today. Let me tell you about it. Or like, I learned this today in my new class. Like something like that's great, but like not that important. Like Lucy, you don't need to take me on a walk to tell me this. 
so we go on this walk and I'm like, so have you heard of this trip before? And of course she had, it's a pretty popular program and a decent amount of people go on it. And then she was like, yeah, like, are you going? And I'm like, so like, of course she's excited for me. And of course she's like, I can't wait for you to go and experience Israel because I've never been. But uh, she also starts breaking down crying. Let's just say I'm a bit emotional. And that day I was already really stressed. So the walk was actually good because like walking really helps if you're stressed, like fresh air, do that if you're stressed. But I was just like bawling my eyes out on this walk. People probably thought I was not okay, which I was not in the moment. But obviously time has passed and I'm better. But I was just really like shocked. But obviously I'm so happy for Lucy. Personally, I know like I would never have the strength to do this because her trip has been like canceled and like postponed and all this. And that's just so stressful with school and packing. And I just wouldn't be able to do it. I'm so proud of Lucy for A, having the courage to go and B, for always being so positive and flexible with everything that's been happening and just like having such a positive outlook, like it inspires me. That was so sweet. Thank you, Sophia. We kind of got to this point from talking about Purim, but it kind of shows how everything is connected and talking about Purim and Purim in Israel and talking about my Israel experience. But yeah, just also tying everything back. It's all about pivoting and dealing with the situations that you're faced with. Like you can always make a situation positive. Like, yes, when Lucy told me I was really upset, it was hard, but I'm like being positive about it. You know, I'm always like counteracting my negative thoughts with the positive ones. And that's just, I think, what we should focus on in this upcoming month of February and going into March, this perm season, just like try to see the positive in the situations, try to do more good, more shalok manot. They don't have to be like actual shalok manot, but maybe acts of kindness, like calling a friend, helping someone out with their homework, just something simple that would A, make you feel better and B, help someone else. Right, because the baskets are a way to connect the community and acts of kindness are similar in that in connecting the community back to the themes of Purim and connection, but also pivoting and taking the best that can come out of a situation. That's really what Esther did in the Purim story because she took what could have been the doomsday for the Jewish people and really just took courage and revealed herself and her Judaism. And that's what in the end, saved the Jewish people. And even in like a less dramatic scale of saving a whole nation of people, you can think of it like if you're pivoting, but choosing to look at the positive in a situation and doing the best that you can in a situation, think about how many amazing things you could accomplish if you just spread your kindness and choose to think positively and choose to be brave and be, really just be the best version of yourself. How many amazing things can you do? How many amazing people can you help? And what amazing opportunities will you find? Yeah, I totally agree with that, Lucy. And tying it back to Lucy going away, I think we both have made the best out of the situation. Even though it's very different for each of us, we have made the best out of it. And whatever situation you're going through, like make the best out of it. Like don't just sit there and wait for it to pass. Get up, like make yourself happy, like do what makes you happy. Taking small steps, I think is what I would say, like in the big scale, just take small steps towards whatever it is 
kindness, being positive in dark situations. Step by step, you'll get through it. But just take it easy and relax. And honestly, just just make the most out of it. Like you only love once. Sophia, on another note, you mentioned kindness. And I wanted to point out that February 17th is Kindness Day. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you've been doing for Kindness Day? Sure. So Kindness Day is on February 17th, like Lucy said. And on the 16th, I'm going to be leading like a book group, a kindness book group for like little kids with PJ Library, which is a foundation for Jews. And they have something for Jewish kids, which is called PJ Library. And Lucy and I both were a part of it when we were younger. I'm going to be doing a program with them, which I'm so excited. I'm reading like this cute book and then we're talking about kindness. So I'm really excited. But we have a challenge for all of you. We challenge all of you to do one act of kindness, one act of kindness for yourselves, some self-care, and one act of kindness for someone else. So maybe like calling a friend is an act of kindness you'll do for someone else and for yourself. Maybe having a self-care night or watching your favorite TV show, anything that like makes you happy. Here's my suggestion. Since it's close to Purim and February 17th is so close, your act of kindness could be baking some hummantaschen to drop off at your neighbors or your friends. I love that. So just because like it's an official kindness day doesn't mean other days you can't bake someone hummantaschen or give them shalachmanot for the February Purim spirit. I think that's a really like fun coincidence that they lie in the same month because there's so many things that you can do relating to kindness for Purim, like giving the baskets and connecting and celebrating with other people. And it just is so close to Kindness Day. So I love that. Yes. And please let us know what acts of kindness you did for yourself or for others. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode or episode one. And if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you go check it out. It's about mental health, which is very important. So give it a listen. Let us know what you think. And we appreciate all of you for all your support and listening. And remember to subscribe and leave a rating. And make sure to check out our blog post where we will be having a great summary of the Purim story, some awesome recipes, and other amazing resources. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.